to Scrollin', episode number 78. I'm Ket. Joining me as always, or as usual, I should say, uh, the Thane of Pain himself, Davius Starjumper. What's going on, man? How's it going? It's going good. Welcome back. It's been a long time. Yeah. I feel like it's been it's a minute. Been, it has been a minute. I think it has been one month since our last episode. We skipped an episode, and it seems like it's been an eternity. Well, we we so we skipped an episode, but then I was out the episode before that, right? So I've actually missed... Well, you, I think... I feel like you were here on the last one, but not the one before that. Oh, did I miss one? Or, so I missed one, came back. And missed another one. And no, then we both we missed, missed the next one, yeah. I think that's how it went, but I'll have okay. to go back and now you got me I trust your memory myself. over mine. So yeah, it's been a solid month since our last episode. I'm really happy to be back. Uh, I've been... I've been back into ESO, people. Let me tell you. Like, the last couple episodes, I know I was talking about, man, Elden Ring, and that's kind of what's got my attention. I think at this point, I've more or less had my fill of Elden Ring. Amazing game. Everyone play Elden Ring. Incredible game. But, you know, I beat the story. I did a bunch of the PvP. Super fun. I'll probably keep dipping back in and out of it. But I feel like I've kind of been sated at this point. Um, and so we're like for the last three weeks, man, I've just been right back into those BGs, putting builds together. I've even made some YouTube videos, which I hadn't done in a really long time. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's just a good old ESL. You know, it, there's no ending, never, no ending in sight. The grind continues and, you know, you have moments where, you know, you step back, but it's always there. It's always there when you, when you need to come back. Taking these breaks like this is always nice. That's probably the longest break. I think it was like a solid two months where I was like really not playing ESO at all. But taking those breaks is nice and you come back and it feels fresh again and you remember like what's so great about ESO, like what what made me fall in love with this game in the first place. You know, like it really is a very unique game. The combat system, you, you, you can't get this combat system anywhere else. You know, if this is what you yeah. like, this is the only place to get it. We were getting kind of negative on it there for a little bit because, you know, I think f for some good reasons, but uh, sure. there's been some good reasons to be positive here lately. And honestly, I think things are looking really hopeful. Uh, we'll talk about it here in just a little while, but uh, Cyrodiil is fixed. Ooh. I mean, you know, that's a that's just one aspect of the game, but it's had a massive impact, I think, on just like player morale, especially in the PvP community. Yeah. Crimson, Crimson in the chat is saying, what? With like a thousand question marks? Yeah, I I still can't believe it myself. Like it's been, I think, over a month now and Cyrodiil is fixed. Yeah, I mean, that's been, that's been a discussion since I feel like, you know, like the early days where it's like, if they could just fix this thing. It's been six years since Cyrodiil was playable. Seriously, it was, uh, I'm pretty sure the um, one Tamriel update is what broke Cyrodiil. And it's been since then, since we've had a playable Cyrodiil. Yeah, Crimson, believe it. We'll talk about it a little bit later, but believe it. Let's get into um, some High Isle talk. So the High Isle uh, chapter, it's it's live now on PC. Uh, consoles still have another couple of weeks to wait, but on PC, it's here. It has arrived. Um, so I thought we could do a little bit of a, a High Isle feature roundup, just kind of a, a recap of all the, the new stuff that we that we're getting here or that we have now um and we logged in a little bit we've we've looked around at some things and, uh, and explored some things so we'll have some thoughts to share along the way we dabbled i forgot crimson in the chat says that she forgot to buy high aisle i also forgot until the day that it dropped like yesterday is when i bought it and then <laughs> <laughs> installed it right away 
So anyway, feature roundup. Of course, we got the news zone with the the story content and all that. Um, and there, the zone is surprisingly big. Like you look at it on the map, and it's really, really tiny looking compared to everything else. But but once you actually port in and start running around, it's a pretty enormous zone. Actually, really, really big. It's a it's good old Elder Scrolls geography. Yeah. Like oh, look at this tiny little island, and then you go there, and you're like, oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the zone. You know, I've I've talked about my opinions on the zone before. I do think it's pretty bland and pretty basic looking zone it's not you know really exciting and awesome looking uh, the way like somerset is and, and that sort of stuff um but it is laid out nicely like if i'm looking for positive things to say you know it, it, it's laid out in a nice way it has the thing that kind of alder kind of more modern zones have where there's multiple different pathways and kind of ways of getting around and i, I always appreciate that where you see like this little secret path off to the side that's like a little shortcut that you know of course they intended for you to see that but uh it feels like you found a secret or something like that yeah i that's that's probably what i would say about it is that it's kind of your standard you know it's not like an exotic zone like there's not like crazy colors or anything you know you got your rocks and your green your trees it's pretty standard a biome if you will Mm -hmm. but the what what you know what really is nice about it is the uh the just the detail that they put into the zones now like i was running through it and and you're right it's nothing kind of seems harsh but it's not like a super unique zone like you're not seeing like this really unique it's kind of a a standard setting but it is very detailed and there's there's a lot you know a lot of plants a lot of trees a lot of rocks and like you said the zones and so i do like the detail a lot of sunflowers. A lot, a lot of, of sunflowers. sunflowers. <laughs> the one thing I would say is, uh, I and maybe you hopped in today and saw it, but when we, were, we hopped in last night and it was dark and rainy. I would love to see the zone in some sunshine. And yeah. I feel, like that, I feel like I'd feel a lot better about it if I could see some, some sunshine or yeah. see it in some light. We logged on during prime time last night. Like, all right, let's see this new zone. And yeah, it was all like overcast and dark and raining <laughs> the entire time we were playing. It's like, I'm sure it's a lot prettier if the sun ever comes out, but it just never did. Anyway, um, there's a new zone. I've barely kind of scratched the surface of exploring and I've played uh, a handful of, uh, I've done a handful of small quests and I've ran around just a little bit. Uh, probably by the time we have the next episode, I probably will have finished the main story. I'm I'm guessing. I'm hoping. Ooh, that's bold claim. Yeah, bold claim. Um, story so far, you know, they've really been pushing the story and the writing, and that's kind of as far as the marketing goes. They're all about oh, get ready for the writing, guys. It's all about the story and intrigue and all that. Um, I'm just now getting into it. So far, the story is uh, some some ships have disappeared. So we'll see where that takes us. Uh, <laughs> so who knows where that could go, though. But we already know they kind of already set some expectations about, you know, it's not going to be some major end of the world sort of thing. It's all yeah. going to be very political in nature. Um, so we're not going to be expecting any, like, real crazy fantastical stuff. Um, but there is some cool, like, in uh, one of the side quests I did, you learn quite a bit about, like, the Thracian plague and the slowed and all that stuff. So there is kind of a lot of kind of tangentially related stuff like that. It's pretty interesting. Okay. So anyway, we got the new zone. There's a new trial. Uh, there's the new card game, Tales of Tribute. Uh, Crimson says she wants to set up a casino with the card game. It's not a bad <laughs> idea. Um, I, I bet there will be like tournaments, like guilds will have hold tournaments where people win like, yeah. you know, a million gold There's or definitely, whatever. 
there's definitely a crowd for it. I feel like it's definitely going to hit a certain crowd. Yeah, the, uh, I haven't played yet, but I, I, I definitely in these next couple of days, I'm going to dive in pretty, pretty deep. I think you're going to have to teach me how to play because so that one of the <laughs> things I did earlier today is I got in there and I, I did unlock the card game. I got some decks. I went to the NPC that you have to talk to to, to get into it. And there is a, nice. a tutorial that you play with an NPC that's supposed to teach you how to play the game. But, man, I was paying close attention, and I still have no idea how to play <laughs> this card game. It, it's, I didn't think it was a very good tutorial at all. And it's very in-depth. It's something I've been reading on the forums and stuff is kind of a common complaint of people is, like, it's it's too complex to be, like, a little mini-game that you put into this other game. Kind of kind of echoing what you were saying before, Davis, yeah. about... It's like this whole game in and of itself that takes you completely out of ESO. And what a lot of people have been saying is like, man, this is just kind of something I want to do with my friend while we're waiting for a world boss to respawn or something. But games take way too long for that. Like the world boss will respawn like three times before you're done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the crazy part. And, and, you know, and I mentioned that before, I won't go back into it, but it is not this, it's not really... You know, it's marketed as kind of this side game, but it really is a game inside a game. It's not necessarily a side game. Like, yeah, the the really the people that are really going to love this card game, they're going to log into ESO to play this card game. Yeah, exactly. I think they overdid it. You know, I mean, it's neat that they put that kind of those kinds of resources and time and effort into it. You know, it's it's you know they're giving us our money's worth. I guess you can look at it that way. You know, but it, it's too much. They overdid it. They should have made it way simpler than it is. I think. I would just say that uh, this is this is my glass half full on it is that it clearly took a lot of resources and a lot of time to make, but it's made now, and I feel like that they can add to it. You know, they can add new decks with later expansions and things like that pretty easily because the foundation's built, and so it's in the game now. Like it's not going to go anywhere, and so you know, I, I look at kind of this time as this was the time that they had to spend a lot of time and resources to make it, but going forward, it's always going to be there, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, when they add, you know, when those resources and time gets devoted to other things going forward, it might be kind of nice that this is still still there. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll continue to tweak it, and maybe we'll end oh, yeah. up at a place where matches do go a little quicker and that sort of stuff. I, I can I can already see there's plenty of ways they could adjust things to make matches go quicker and, and things like that. I could honestly see the card game having like its own balance team down the road. <laughs> yeah, well, I can totally see it. I mean, it seems like it's something they're taking fairly seriously. There's a whole ranked mode and, and all of that. Yeah. Yep. There are also two new companions. Um, I don't remember their names. I have not seen them yet. I don't care about companions, so I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna seek them out. I hate to admit it, but like this is how I would explain how I am with these new companions. Like how you were about the original companions is kind of where I'm at now with these companions. Like which you know, I, I think that part of that is is that every companion they come out with like is probably going to be a select group of people that are excited about that race or that character. And you know me. Like, if they come out with a Nord, like a drunk Nord companion, that's what I'm looking for. It's the one I need. Man. I'll be excited about that one when it comes out. Companions would be so much cooler if they just forgot about – just forget about giving them a backstory – you know, we don't have to do the quest or any of that kind of stuff. And they need to they need to be churning these things out. You know, like every single DLC, we need a new like four or five companions, maybe even as like a login reward or something like they just need to be dropping them in the crown store constantly, just some new different companion, because 
the whole appeal of them to me would be like if there's a companion for every kind of player, no matter who you are, no matter what you like, there's going to be a companion for you. Like Davis, give me a drunk Nord, you know, yep. you're all about Nords. And they could simplify it greatly. Like I said, we don't have to have a whole quest where we learn all about them and everything else. Just give them a personality, have a little paragraph to read that lets you know kind of what they're all about. And then they're just your buddy that follows you around and that's it. You know, that's all it needs to be. Well, and even if they want to do the whole backstory, I I feel like I wish they would have uh, approached it differently. Like release, like you said, release a bunch of companions out there so everybody can kind of find one that they like. And then as you go through patches, kind of release new quests for each companion. Just do it kind of like, mm-hmm. like make the, you know, instead of like releasing a couple of companions with full-fledged backstories, release a whole bunch of companions and just kind of do little quests to the backstories with every patch. Yeah. One really awesome quality of life thing is this new quick slot wheel. Uh, and I yeah. forgot about that until the, the patch dropped and I started messing around with things. I'm like, oh yeah, this new quick slot wheel. Um, then, uh, this thing's pretty cool. I've already kind of gotten mine all set up. I have like my assistants and everything on one wheel and I have my mementos on another wheel and my main quick slot wheel just has the essential kind of like combat related stuff like food and potions and those sort of things. And it's pretty cool, man. I like this new quick slot wheel. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic and uh, pretty easy to use, I would say. Yeah. Uh, you know, I we hopped on a little bit last night and that was, that was like I said, that's the first time I've been on. It was a perfect time to come back to the game is on uh launch day mm-hmm. but uh it i really liked it i i haven't set up my you know all of my my wheels but uh, i'm really excited about this there's it it actually allows you know we had said this before i will actually use mementos or emotes and yeah, stuff yeah like exactly and i have hundred i feel like i have hundreds of them but i don't have room for them and i'm not going to open up my menu to get to them but now there are some really cool ones that I feel like that I can actually use and have fun with. Yeah, so. that's the main thing. Is like I'm actually going to use those things now that I've never even bothered with before because they're too much of a hassle. That's really cool. Another awesome thing, Davis, you were getting this set up last night. You can choose your title screen music now. Oh man, that's my favorite thing about the new the new expansion is that I can I go it. to that classic login music. The original, and I loved it. We were talking. We were talking to me last night. And I was just jamming out to it. I was just, yeah. man, I missed it. You were just like chilling on that login screen, just jamming. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Here I go, getting all yeah. hyped. It was I great. mean, every every time they release new login screen music, it's always good. It's always very yeah. well composed, and it sounds really awesome. But that original theme, nothing beats it, man. It's, it's just, just good stuff. It just pumps you up so much. I'm just, I'm ready to get in there. I haven't actually changed my yet. I have my music turned off because I'm always like listening to Spotify, but uh, I'll turn it on at some point because I gotta, I gotta get pumped. <laughs> Grizzly Khan has the original theme on his <laughs> phone to listen to. Yeah, sometimes you just need a dose. You know, you just gotta yeah. have it. Gotta get pumped. Armory system includes Munda stones now. Should have been nice. there day one, but hey, we have it now. It's cool. It's done now. Uh, I still have not used the armory system. Haven't touched it at all. I'm interested. You know, well, now you'll you'll just probably wait for some of the the add-ons to update. But it is really nice. It is. I'm interested to when the armory system gets to a point where you will actually use that over over add-ons. Well, because it's only it's only improving. It's only getting better and better, but. Yeah, but with an add-on, I can just push a button anywhere, anytime, and it pops up, and I can just it's do true. it right there. You know, like this, I have to visit the station, or I have to 
get a special uh, merchant guy. Yeah, so no, it is cool. I am happy that it exists, absolutely. No question. So that's cool. There's a bunch of new armor sets, of course. The one that uh, everyone, the only one everyone is talking about is that new Oaken Soul Mythic Ring. Um, I think people are still hunting down all the leads for that. I, I want to say maybe just today people have finally found like the final lead, like where to get it. I was seeing that on the forums, but um, this Oaken Soul Ring is insanity, man. What a journey. <laughs> yeah, it has changed uh, considerably since the last time we talked about it. And it has been a journey over the course of PTS. This thing has taken many forms. And um, where we ended up with it is um, it's something else, man. Let me let me read this uh, this current iteration to you. So while equipped, Oakensoul grants major. All of these will be major, right? Major prophecy, savagery, brutality, sorcery, berserk, courage, Force, protection, resolve, and heroism. Mm. And then it gives you minor intellect, endurance, and fortitude. Now, I think the last time we talked, it was major uh, intellect, endurance, fortitude, which are your recovery buffs, right? So those were changed to minor, which might sound like a nerf, but it's actually a buff yeah. because your potion your potion gives you the major versions of those already. So now this stacks with potions. Yeah, now you're getting actually just keep doing what you're doing with potions and you're actually going to have better sustain. Yeah. And it gives you everything. I mean, your, your essential buffs are there. You have your major damage buff, your major crit buff. You have your major armor buff. Those are all in there, whether you're magicka or stamina, doesn't matter. They're all in there. Uh, then you have major berserk, major courage, major force, major <laughs> protection. Uh, I feel like major heroism is one. That's huge. Is a, is a big big deal. I just I just think it's so funny. I feel like that the original like idea for this, you know, it was like the I feel like it was like the the story team, like they had a a, a story to this item and it was tied to lore and they're like, "All right, it's going to do this cuz it's got this history." And then like the balancing team just like the lore team and the balancing team are not speaking over this item. The balance team totally took it and they're like, "This is what it's doing." <laughs> everything you had it doing is gone it's a totally different item now one thing that's pretty funny is you know we know this because we we were following um pts but for anyone who wasn't following pts and they're reading the the live <laughs> patch notes for the first time they actually left out the part where you can't bar swap <laughs> while this thing is equipped <laughs> so Minor you're just reading detail. it like what is this insane <laughs> yeah. item you know <laughs> Uh, they're gonna be um, so disappointed when they put it on for the first time too <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah that's the other thing you cannot bar swap you are stuck on one bar as long as you're wearing this thing but why do you even need a back bar i mean anything that you're gonna do on your back bar it's covered already you already have those things <laughs> in uh in this ring it does not give any max stats anymore. The original iteration gave all three max stats, like 3,000 something of each, I think it was. does not give any max stats anymore. It's just all those major buffs and the minor recovery buffs. Um, so that's the new hotness. That's kind of like the new, you put it this way yesterday, Davius, it's the new Malakath, yep. right? It's a new thing that like everybody's going to be using. But I don't think it has quite the lasting power uh, or the staying power of Malakath because... I think people will get tired of running one bar setups. You know, a lot of people will. And eventually we'll kind of move on to, to something else. But Well, I think people are going to start, you know, when everybody, right off the bat, everybody's going to be using this one bar setup. 
And I feel like that eventually, exactly what you just said, I feel like eventually people are going to start slowly going back to two bar setups to kind of get more, what's the word I'm looking for? More diversity to kind of counter the one bar setups. And people are starting needing those extra abilities to be able to kind of have more diversity in the builds. And, and I think you're exactly right. I think that this one, you know, uh, Malakath was just crazy. It, it's been pretty hugely nerfed since its launch. Uh, I think this one probably won't get nerfed, but it'll still be as popular in the beginning. But it'll kind of phase out over time and then probably won't really need a nerf down the road. Yeah. Malakath was like, you couldn't afford not to use yes, it. Yes, it really was. You know, it was good. like, you couldn't not use Malakath. This is optional. Like, me personally, I'm probably not going to farm for Oaken Soul. I can see that it's very, very good, but I don't want to I don't want to run a one-bar setup. That doesn't sound fun to me. Um, and I think I'm probably not the only one that feels that way. Okay, uh, let's see. There's also been some adjustments to existing sets we've talked about. A lot of them before, but the the main two are uh, Draugrkin's Grip and Zahn. The Zahn monster set both have been pretty significantly nerfed. Zahn especially, I feel like they just took it out back, man. You know, like <laughs> Zahn is not in good Zahn, shape anymore. You know, Zahn had a long run, and uh, it's it's finally its time is over. It's yeah, it's finally getting put on the shelf. Draugrkin too. Draugrkin has been true. like uh, a best in slot set for uh, Dragon Knights for a while, uh, and it's probably going to be um, they're probably going to be moving on from that to something else now as well. But Zahn, I feel like the nerf to Zahn was pretty significant. I don't have it. I don't have the notes pulled up in front of me right now, but I remember just reading it like, man, they did, <laughs> what did Zahn do to these people to make them so mad? <laughs> it's like Gilliam was in a battleground and got killed by Zahn. He was like, all right. There was that's one player that. that was just torturing him with Zahn, and he was like, all right, this is that's it. It's done. It's <laughs> over. Yeah. Um, there's some combat adjustments. We're not going to rehash them all again, but most uh, most notably... Dragon Knights are being nerfed. Magicka Dragon Knights specifically, I think, yeah. are getting the biggest uh, biggest part of it. But Stam DK Sum 2, uh, the Combustion Passive got nerfed quite a bit. I think it procs every 3 seconds instead of every 0.5 seconds. Uh, so that's just a major sustain nerf, yeah, basically. Um, engulfing Flames that um, debuffs targets and makes them take 10% additional flame damage. It's now just 6% additional flame damage. Uh, Burning Embers now heals for half the amount of damage done instead of 100% of the damage done. And Coagulating Blood has a big cost increase. So all around some pretty significant nerfs to Dragonites, which I think, you know, I'm not mad about it. Dragonites have been pretty strong for, for long enough. I think they've needed to be taken down a peg or two. I've got to I've gotta play with uh, Old Lord of Nords to see how it feels. But, I mean, he's a Stam DK, so... We'll just the main thing with him is just I'll just have to see where his sustains at, but I I think he'll probably he'll probably end up being okay. Yeah, that sustain's going to take a little bit of a hit, but I don't think Dragonites are going to be bad by any means. I think especially Stam DKs are probably going to be fine. It's interesting that Mag DKs kind of got the biggest hit because I feel like that I don't know. I mean, I guess you know with the hybrid world that we're in now, but I feel like that Stam DKs have been kind of more aggressive than than mag dk's 
Yeah, we do a lot of battlegrounds. I know, like when it comes to duels, MagDK yeah. has been like number one. Them and Templars have been contending for number one for several months. Stamsorks are looking really good. Um, they can use crystal frags now, or, or even if they stick with the crystal weapon morph, that got buffed pretty significantly as well. Um, and Overload uh, restores stamina as well as Magicka instead of just Magicka. So, uh, and Stamsorks already have been looking really, really nice since the last patch. And a lot of people, like if you read the forums and stuff, a lot of people are pre- are predicting a a strong, strongly Stamsork dominated meta this yeah. patch. It seems like Stamsorks and Magicka Templars are the two to be kind of looking out for this patch. Yep. Yeah. Templars did get that bubble nerf, but it's kind of questionable if you can even call it a nerf, actually, because of how they adjusted it. It's still a very good ability. It just doesn't heal for as much. But, I mean, you remember, before the bubble even worked like that, Templars were, like, not killable. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it doesn't really matter. Templars are still super strong. Yeah. They've just got the best... I mean, they've got some of the best built-in heals. Crimson's asking if there have been any Stamcrow buffs... I don't think so. I don't think any significant changes were made to Stamcrow this patch, either nerfs or buffs. Yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'd say specific like stamina necromancer buffs, but the um, their tethers I feel like became a lot better, and so and, that's true. And they're they're zero cost abilities, so I feel like that you know stamina and magic could use them, but I do feel like those have become a lot better abilities. That's true. The the tether abilities. Um, they basically give you like better sustain now, like yeah. the sustain, and and both of them give you a sustain buff, whether you're Magicka or Stamina. Um, so that's pretty nice. But I think um, Stamcrows are in a pretty good spot. Yeah, really. I've been playing a, a Bowcrow lately that I'll talk about a little bit uh, later, but it's been in fantastic shape. And um, you think about this hybridization meta that we're in now. Basically, all stamina builds have access to these amazing Magicka abilities. So, like, my Stamcrow has been using uh, the Spirit Guardian, which he's always used that, but it it heals for a lot now. Um, And I'm using the Resistant Flush, like the Class Burst Heal, uh, and it's stronger than it is on my Magcrow, actually, on my Stamcrow. So, um, no specific buffs, or no real significant buffs to Stamcrows this patch, but... As of last patch, Stamcrows are doing really, really well because they have so much better survivability, and they were already really hard to kill anyway. That's the truth. But, yeah, they're doing great. They're doing really great. I strongly recommend playing a, a bow crow. Super fun. I'll talk about that a little while later. So let's get into this Cyrodiil situation. That's, that's all we have to really say about, you know, the... What the high aisle feature roundup is what yeah. I called that segment there. Uh, you know, we got some good stuff. Not super like, not super stoked on the content to be honest. You know, I'm just not. But aside from that, I am feeling feeling very hopeful and and positive about the game in general. Yeah. And we were talking about this before. Like amongst the PvP community. It's almost like the content releases don't really matter. Like we we love this combat system so much that we is if the game works, we're happy. Yeah. You know, that's that's what that's all we really want is for the game to work so we can engage with this combat system that we love so much. Uh 
and the game's been working pretty good. And because of this Cyrodiil situation, like we were talking about earlier, it's it's fixed. You know, it's maybe still not perfect. People are still kind of finding some issues here and there, but it's way, way better than it's ever been for the past six years, at least. Uh, and so that's bringing players back in, people who kind of gave up on the game uh, a while ago. They're, they're back. You're seeing these names again. Um and it's just it's had this really positive effect on the PvP community, and it's had a it's had an impact on battlegrounds as too. Is people people come here because they heard Cyrodiil is working well now, and then while they're here, like hey, let's check out some battlegrounds, and you you see these people there as well. And and like PvP guilds and stuff like that, spirits are high right now, despite the fact that no one's really interested in this expansion. You know, it's plain and simple, <laughs> there's not, but spirits are high nonetheless. That's good. So what's going on with Cyrodiil? This is actually pretty funny. So maybe like a, a month or maybe a little more than a month ago, uh, studio director Matt Furor put up a forum post on the official forums, giving everyone a, a heads up that they're going to be replacing some server hardware. And, um, you know, just saying this is something they've been planning for a while and it's finally time to do it. It's just kind of a routine maintenance sort of thing. Uh, I think like some warranties are expiring on, on some of this hardware. And so it's just time to, to replace the hardware. And he made a point in that post to tell everyone, don't expect this to impact performance. This, this will not impact performance, right? This is just a, a routine maintenance kind of thing that we have to do. Well, guess what? It majorly impacted performance. <laughs> you know, there's, there. You know, I said this. I said this last night. It's kind of the. I was thinking, like, you know, you 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 underpromise and overdeliver. But it's like yeah. they they, you know, usually that always ends up well. But it's like they so underpromised and so overdelivered that it almost pushed it into the fact that it's like they know what's going on over there. Like, <laughs> do they know? <laughs> Yeah, I uh, it's a little too I much. Really it's a little think, too much under promise over deliver. I really think they just weren't sure if it would have an impact or not. So they just didn't want to make yeah. any promises that they were they weren't sure they could back up. But uh, basically as soon as they took the servers back online, right? They they replaced the, the the hardware, put the servers back online immediately. It's like, wow, Cyrodiil <laughs> works now. And it's it's still working. I mean, I've been jumping in there two or three times a week just to go run around and check things out. And man, I'm having a good time. I'm having a good time in Cyrodiil. I've been in some Zerg fights. I've been in some fights with like 50 or more players on the screen. And, you know, like I was saying earlier, there's going to be hiccups here and there. It's not totally perfect, but it's it's playable. It's playable enough to have a good time. That And that is that's a sentence that hasn't been about said about Cyrodiil in, like you said earlier, about six years. Yeah. Yeah, about six years. In insanity. It's something that, I mean, people gave up on. Fangrush, you know, Lord Fangrush, king of ESO in my mind, quit. He quit playing ESO. Hadn't been here in a long time, but guess what? He's back now. He's He's been back. He's been streaming ESO. He's, you know, I, I played a battleground against him uh, like a week or so ago. Uh, still, still, he, the dude still knows how to play. Okay, <laughs> I can tell you that. Yeah. His, little, his little break didn't, didn't impact that at all. <laughs> Um, Christopher ESO, if you keep up with him on YouTube, he's back. He's been uh, making build videos again. He's, he started doing his top five PVP commentary videos, which I always super love watching. That dude is so good at PVP commentary, man. He is very talented. Yeah. Just if anyone's listening, who's kind of getting into PVP and kind of wants to, to learn how to get good or whatever, um, Christopher ESO is 
the the content creator that impacted me the most and had had the biggest effect on me actually like learning how to be somewhat okay at PvP, watching his commentary videos, just watching him do these like play-by-play commentary videos where he's, and a a lot of it's for other players, like other players submit videos to him and he's doing these like play-by-play commentaries and he's kind of giving you some insights into the thought process of these players and like why they're doing this in this particular moment and that sort of stuff. And you know how this combat system is. It's so fast paced that you may not actually be aware that something's even happening as you're watching it, you know, but he's like pointing those things out to you. Yeah. and you, Now you are aware of those things and you don't even have to really try to remember any of it. It's just like it sticks in your head. And the next time you're in a situation like that yourself, it just kind of like instinct just kind of takes over. So I'm I'm just super glad to see him back because I feel like he's a very valuable uh, part of this community and it really bummed me out for him to to be playing uh, another game and and that sort of stuff. So it's cool that he's back. I'm really happy about that. Uh, and like I was saying before, this Cyrodiil situation has had an impact on Battlegrounds. You know, Battlegrounds, Davis. That's the main thing that we do. That's kind of the thing that we talk about and spend most of our time doing. And the fact that Cyrodiil is so much better now has had an impact on Battlegrounds because people come in because they hear Cyrodiil is better now and they're jumping into Battlegrounds while they're here and you're seeing all these names. You We have like really short queue times. The matches are nice and competitive, you know, they're, yeah. they're pretty well balanced because the queue has an, enough players to work with to kind of match people up in a, in a good way. I mean, that is incredibly important for Battlegrounds is when you get those good players back because it, it kind of balances out. Like it, when you get all those good players back, then then the really good players and BGs go against the really good players. Whereas when like all these players were leaving, you know, we were hopping into matches and we were either like, it was either us getting curb stomped or we were winning like, and the other team wasn't scoring a point. It was just, it almost seemed right, like very the matches, matches. Yeah, there was just, it was just, there wasn't a balance of players. And, and so that's awesome. I, I, I haven't been able to to hop in and experience that yet, but I am pumped when you were telling me about that. I'm super excited that we're getting back to that level. Yeah, we didn't mention this yet, but um, Davies just got his internet turned on yesterday. <laughs> uh, you've been without internet for like, what, a oh month? Oh, my gosh. Like, literally a month? Yeah, my joke to you is I didn't know if I knew how to use internet anymore. Like, how do you, <laughs> what, what do you do with this thing? But, uh, uh, it. Yeah. You just click the Elder Scrolls Online button. It was and... an interesting month. We'll we'll say that. We'll say that. <laughs> You'll have to fill us in on what you've been up to. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that here in just a, a minute. But yeah, you haven't really had a chance to play at all until yesterday. Um, but back to Battlegrounds, it's really been good. Spirits have been high. People are having a lot of fun in BGs. We still have the no deathmatch queue situation, you Stuff. know. But besides that, besides that, Things are pretty great. Things are in pretty good shape. Um, Balance-wise, I I really do like this hybrid meta, but with a couple of caveats, I think healing is way too strong. Like, that's the one kind of, or one of the very few criticisms I have of this meta is like, man, healing is so incredibly strong. Even before we got this hybridization patch, we were, everyone was already starting to say like, man, cross healing is just out of control, you know? Yeah. It kind of reminds me of like the pre-Vigor nerf days is what it's reminding me of. Yeah, like back when Vigor could like splash heal people around you. Mm-hmm. Man, that seemed like a long time ago. It is kind of like that, uh, but even more so now because it 
It was before before last patch. It was basically you had a bunch of magic builds running around that were cross healing everyone. Now it's everybody magic builds and stamina builds. And the stamina builds, a lot of times the their healing abilities are even more powerful than the, than their magicka counterparts. You know, um, and so everybody is just throwing around these cross heals to everyone else, even if they're not actually a healer. You know, like my my stam crow for example, I'm toting around the the spirit guardian. You know, the thing has like a 7k tooltip it's the it's the weaker morph you know the one that doesn't heal for as much but even so an automatic 7k to everyone or to, to anyone who needs it every two seconds yeah um and that's not even counting the other healing abilities that i have that i can use yeah i mean in, in my opinion it it you know i know i know a lot of people out there that are bg uh pros don't necessarily like healers and bgs like they're they you know i I know that if there's there's two teams that don't have a healer and one team that does it can skew things but i really do think bgs are better when you do have healers because when you when when the meta is in a point where you need those healers to actually keep people alive i think that's a little bit better than where we're at now where it's you don't need a healer healers are kind of sounds like they're unnecessary right now and right. and everybody's keeping each other alive, and so then everybody just can't you can't get anybody killed. At least if there's a healer on the team that's keeping people alive, you can kind of adjust your strategy, focus the healer down. But if everybody's keeping everybody alive, you can't really do that. Yeah, my um, suggestion: if there's any Zoss developers listening, <laughs> I know you guys listen. Uh, <laughs> I think what I would like to see would be for healing abilities to work like healing proc sets uh, so that they they only scale off of your max stats and not your offensive stats so i think that would reduce the potency of cross healing in general uh, and it would also make dedicated healers a lot more desirable as well because like if you're offensively spec like your main goal as a build is to get kills then you're probably not going to be stacking your max stats all that high. So you can still use those healing abilities and get something out of them, but they're not going to be nearly as strong as they would be on a dedicated healer that has like 40k max magicka or whatever, you know. I think that's the way to do it. They're already partway there. They did it with proc sets, so just go ahead and do it with with the abilities too. And it might be largely problem solved. That might might not be the only thing that needs to happen, but it would be a, a nice step in that direction. But... I am kind of of mixed minds about it because I do really like the fact that my stamina builds can kind of do it all. Like old Betsy, my Stamplar, she's everything I've ever wanted her to be now. You know, she's just like perfection because she has that that support uh, as well as the same kind of stamina playstyle that she's always had. And I just, I love that character more than I ever have. But despite that, I feel like it needs to be toned down a bit. <laughs> Betsy needs to be nerfed. Sorry. Sorry to say it. You hate to say it, but... I hate you to know. say it. So that kind of brings me to um, this topic of hybridization. Like, let's just check in on how this hybridization meta is is feeling. Davis, I know you haven't really gotten to experience it uh, too terribly much, but I can at least share my thoughts. Um, the result for me is kind of like a, what I was just saying, like my stamina characters are awesome. Like they're the best they've ever been. Everything I've ever wanted them to, to be, they can do any and everything. But my magic characters are just kind of, nothing's really changed for them. You know, like technically they have access to these stamina abilities, but I'm not going to use them. Yeah. And so the result has been like, I just want to play with my stamina characters all the time and my magicka characters, aside from healers, like my Magcro and my Magden are both healers and those are the only two magicka characters I've really been playing with at all. 
It's kind of flip flop. Like you remember, I was talking a few episodes ago about how, like, well, if I want to log in with my Stamplar, it's kind of hard to justify that when I have my Magplar that can do everything my Stamplar can do, plus all this great team support. Yeah. And now that's that's kind of reversed, where it's like, well, why would I log in with my Magplar when I enjoy playing with my Stamplar so much more, and they have basically the same support capabilities now. That's what I was going to say too. Is that you know we've we've talked about you know we've preached time and time again that that Magicka characters and BGs are are the hybrid. They heal, they support, and deal damage. Well, now in this hybrid world we live in, that's exactly what a stamina character can do. And so, it, you know, I, I think there's a little bit of a identity crisis for for magicka characters right now at least in a a pvp sense yeah i'm just i'm it kind of leaves me wondering like what is the future of my my magicka characters um are they all just going to be turned into healers or or am i going to do something else with them i really don't know a bunch of pve characters (laughs) yeah yeah so we'll see but uh i do like the hybridization i think at, at the end of it all, I'm, I'm happy that this is where the meta has ended up and we have all this flexibility rather than having to say like, well, I want to log in with this character f- to do these things or this character to do these things. I can just kind of make one build that has everything. And I do like that. Yeah. Well, and like, you know, if you had a, a stamina DK back in the day, you know, there were certain abilities. It was like, oh, I like these abilities, so but they're on my stamina DK. And you have a Magicka DK because you like these abilities. That doesn't really exist anymore. You know, if you like abilities, you can use it on one character now, whether it's a Magicka or Stamina. Just equip Wretched Vitality and Sky's <laughs> Wretched Limit. Vitality and, and, and any other sets. <laughs> yeah, just do, you can do whatever you want. That set. I'm still all about that set. I'm, the, the, the new, you know, your new foundation build is just going to be, it's Wretched Vitality one bar and Oaken Soul, and then just pick your pick your other five piece set. I've made three build videos on YouTube the last three weeks. All three of them have Wretched Vitality, and all three of them have the Gaze of Sithis. <laughs> <laughs> I am curious to see if uh, I know it won't be on all of your characters, but uh, I, I, I'm curious to see if Gaze of Sithis on certain characters gets replaced with Oaken Soul. For me, probably not. I don't think I'm going to use. I, I don't think I'll use Oaken Soul on any builds. I don't think me I, me personally. I don't think I'm interested in playing a single bar build at all. Who knows? Who knows? My mind will change, but that's just kind of how I feel about it right now. I I, I believe you 100 percent on that because to this day you still do not have a werewolf, and yeah. I <laughs> I solely believe it is due to the limitation of one active bar. Well, it's not just that for werewolf specifically. It's not just the limitation of one active bar. It's just it's complete limitation of like you can pick what gear you're wearing, but otherwise the build is already decided for you, you know. Um that's what I don't like. But yeah, I don't I don't like the idea of only having one bar, five abilities. Like I like having two different bars and I I have these different like utility skills to use for different things and stuff like that. Anyway, as I was saying a little bit earlier, probably the meta what I see most people predicting on forums and stuff is like the the PVP meta is probably going to be dominated by 
Magicka Templars and Stamina Sorcerers. Uh, it's kind of how it's looking like it's shaping up right now. I don't know if Magicka Templar is maybe accurate. I think just like Templar in general, you know, kind of hybrid-y. Yeah. Probably like some kind of hybrid version of a Templar. Uh, and Stam Sorks are looking incredibly good. I've seen some mean, mean Stam Sorks. I have one of them. My Stam Sork <laughs> is pretty darn mean You're playing well. one of them. You're driving one of those yeah, things. Yeah. Check out Cat Sparrowhawk's YouTube channel. You want to see that build? It's really, really good. Um, I thought I'd mention this. Uh, about a week ago, I had a, a match. I was up against a team that had Gilliam the Rogue on their team. Gilliam himself. Well, Gilliam the Rogue. He's uh, he's one of the, the combat designers for ESO. So there's proof positive. The devs do, in fact, play their game sometimes. <laughs> Which we already knew that about Gilliam. Before he worked at Zoss, he was a streamer and an incredibly good player. Very smart dude. Still to this day, my favorite ESO content creator of all time. It, it is a shame that we don't get to see him make content anymore, but I am glad that he's working at, uh, at, at Zoss. And I think he's been doing good yeah, things. It was a good, it's a good mind working and, and doing good things. Yeah, yeah exactly. How, how did he do in the match? He did very well. He's uh he's very much like his name implies. He is a rogue. He plays Nightblades <laughs> primarily, and he's not really much of a team player. He just kind of goes off on his own and does his thing, but he does it very well. He is a very good player. Nice. So, but he did not kill me. I did not kill him. He did not kill me. There you go. I'm as good as Gilliam the Rogue is what I'm saying. Get your t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to whisper him and ask him, hey, Gilliam, where are all the special rule sets and weekend events for Battlegrounds? Do you remember that? I remember being extremely excited for that. That was like the one thing we were hanging on to. Like, well, we don't have death matches anymore, but these special rule sets and weekends could really open the door for things. And then yeah. the we can't find we can't find said door. We cannot not, find that door. <laughs> where not is a peep it? of that since then. Like, yeah, so, you know... They reverted back to having a random only queue. And when they announced that on the forums, they were like, but we're going to do these special events and weekend events and, and all that kind of stuff. And it's going to be cool. So don't worry, guys. Man, there hasn't been a peep of that since then. And we were thinking like, OK, yeah, maybe there'll be like a deathmatch weekend and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, seems like that has totally just been forgotten about. And there are no plans whatsoever for that. I just thought I'd mention that. Like I said, Battlegrounds have been fun, but it would be super nice to be able to play uh, Deathmatch or at the very least just have this thing that they talked about where we have these kind of weird modes and stuff like these special rule sets or whatever. That, yeah. that could be fun. Well, and I think it would bring it. I think it would make for really fun weekends, too, in the sense of, you know, like think about um, I don't know the name of the event anymore because they changed. I think it's is it White Strikes Mayhem now for the sewer. I think so. Yeah, you know for the we can just call it Mid Year Mayhem. Yeah, Mid Year Mayhem. Think about Mid Year <laughs> Mayhem and what it does for you know the the Cyrodiil and the sewers and things like that. It yeah. It, and so if you had these weekends, think about the like. I mean, you'd be having instant like I would imagine you're gonna have instant Q pops. You're just gonna be hopping in and out of BGs. You're gonna have some new exciting rules like. I could see it's a great idea. It just I feel like we should have what if it was just like something about it. What if it was like not even a one time thing? What if just like every weekend with was deathmatch only and that's just how the oh, game man. is? That'd be cool. I need a I just I need a moment. I need a moment after you said that. I just need a moment. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I feel like that's something they could easily do. Like you could you could code that where they don't even have to manually switch it on and off. You know, it's just like they set a timer every weekend. It just switches to deathmatch only. And then come Monday morning or whatever, it goes back to random only. Man, what a great fix that would be for all the problems. I know. Zoss, listen up. They're listening. They, they're taking notes. They got a full notepad on after, after this <laughs> episode. <laughs> yeah. Their whole development team, they have their Monday morning meeting and they listen to the scrolling podcast and then get to work. You heard them, boys. Get to work. Anyway, that's kind of what's going on in Battlegrounds. Basically, things are good. We need to nerf healing a little bit. Hybridization is cool, but it's kind of making me not so hot on my magic builds for right now. But in general, I'm having a pretty good time in BGs again. Davis, you need to catch us up on what's been going on with you, man. Why have you been without internet for the past month? Where have you been? What's going on? Man, just Talk to uh, me, just riding a roller coaster that I call <laughs> life. Oh, uh, <laughs> that roller coaster. I've heard of that one. Uh, man, it's just been crazy. You know, we've talked about this in episodes, but really... I mean, it's the last six months have just been complete whirlwind. I mean, in the last six months, new job, new city, new house, um, all the things. And kind of working all those things into certain, like, segments of those six months. It was like, all right, start the new job. And, you know, then we started, you know, looking for the new house, getting situated in a new city, and then actually getting said house, doing the moving. It has been... Uh, it's been a wild ride, man. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> I oh, yeah. uh, I listened to you and, and your move and you know, change the job. And I went, hey, you know, that sounds like a lot of fun. I got to do this, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fun is the word I would use totally. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's pretty crazy. I mean, you know, I was thinking about this. This is the this is the first time that I've ever lived in a different city than the city I was born and raised in. I've only lived in I'm officially lived in two cities in my entire life now. Wow. Pretty well traveled. Uh, 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 it's know. been a pretty positive change though hasn't it absolutely absolutely i i honestly couldn't be happier me and the family couldn't be happier with the new setup uh you know me well enough to know that this is i'm literally kind of living out a dream scenario yeah um, <laughs> and so you're telling me all about it last night and <laughs> we'll spare listeners the details so that you don't get stalked or whatever but uh <laughs> You just have such a perfect setup now, dude. Like it's, you're just like living the dream. It's so cool. It is. It's stress levels way down, peacefulness way up. It is. Things are good. It is. Uh, it's going really well. Couldn't be happier. Basically, basically, dream job, dream house, dream life. Like dream, dream city. It's, hey, are you uh like looking to adopt any kids or anything or i think i'm older than you but i can still like call you dad yeah totally totally can make it happen uh no it has been it's been awesome couldn't be happier with it uh um you know having to pinch myself a couple times a day as i go through the day but uh, it's been fantastic and uh internet fully up and running as of yesterday fiber um, yeah. Got that fiber. That's the crazy. Yeah, the crazy thing is, is that I live much further away. I would say than like I used to kind of be in the middle of a city. Now I'm much further away, and I have better internet somehow. I don't know how mm-hmm. I flip flopped that, but uh, it's internet is fantastic. Great speeds, fiber internet. Um, it's been awesome. Uh, a month without internet, 
you know, it was pretty interesting. Um, ran a lot you of. You had to like spot. talk to your family or something. Like, oh, we, we, yeah, we played catch a couple times. Oh, <laughs> brutal, dude. Uh, man, it we're is trying been... to keep it positive here yeah, on the podcast, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, it's been good. Uh, excited to have excited to get going. Uh, man, super excited to to hop into ESO last night. We got a, We snuck a BG in. Uh, that was fantastic. We did. I, I thought it was great. You were talking like, all right, I'm going to be pretty rusty. Keep your hopes down. And then, and you did really well. You had a really <laughs> it went good match. pretty well. It, uh, yeah. it was a good match. Uh, it was a good one to one to hop in, get back on, and then hop out. Like, felt good all night about it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the new setup is, it's great. I even, uh, in celebration of the new setup, um, you'll be excited about this. Uh, went ahead and ordered my second uh, monitor display. Going to be running the oh, two displays yeah. now. Now your life really is perfect. <laughs> that was the that was the final missing piece. Dream job, dream house, a second monitor. <laughs> a second monitor display. <laughs> uh, it's all uh, happening now. Dude, it's I'm telling you, happening. though, you're going to wonder how you ever lived without a second monitor. Game changer. I, I, I really feel like I will, especially... You know, I'm sure the game is huge too because you run the game on a monitor and then can do other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be huge. But even just running, you know, when we do these podcasts and stuff, we have a lot of windows open and things like that. And so uh, that's going to be a nice, yeah. that'd be a nice little update. Um, and I, you know, you were kind of talking with with expansions. You know, especially me and you, very PvP focused players, BGs. There's not a lot usually to expansions. We'll go through the quests and it's enjoyable and, and we still do PVE, but it's not, you know, our main priority. Um, but the biggest thing for us on the expansions, I feel like, is just what new sets are out there and are they, are we going to use them? Um, mm-hmm. And so... What are the balance changes? Yeah, balance yeah. changes, you know, or what what do we need to do to kind of adjust uh, characters and things like that. So, and you know, I've talked about it. I can't remember what episode I was on last, but I talked about my new build with Bear Claw. He's going to be using the Oaken Soul. He'll still he'll st- still stick with it through its wild ride. I think it's still going to work out really well for him. Um, so yeah. I'm going to have a new oh, yeah. new Stamina Warden build, old Bear Claw the Nord. I'm excited about that. Excited to get back in, start grinding that up. Um, it's going to be good. Uh, now, I do say that I will say this with with being a month away from the game, you know, one thing is kind of that that is kind of uh, interesting that I've noticed about this expansion is that I feel like the last couple of expansions that month before the expansion, we've kind of lightened our play a little bit because we're kind of more prepping for the big changes coming out. But with this expansion, I feel like there's there's very minor changes, you know, like I don't think there's going to be a huge meta shift or huge adjustments in, you know, combat or anything like that. Yeah, um, it's just that Oaken Soul Ring is the, yeah. the only thing that's like really shaking things up big time. But otherwise, it's kind of the the same meta we've been in for the past few months. Yeah, and so, um, so this is this is I, I got a couple questions for you now. This is like this okay. is like my questions for you to catch me up. Oh, I'm ready for questions. Okay, all right, <laughs> um, all right. So we already talked about this one a lot, but. I kind of want to dive to it even even deeper, if we will, is is that uh, I haven't had a chance to experience the Cyrodiil fix. I know that it's, you know, we even had Crimson earlier. Like, what? Cyrodiil fix? Like, that doesn't make sense. Um, I wanted You to still ask, don't believe me, do you? I don't. I don't. I'm trying. <laughs> I mean, I want to believe you. 
<laughs> but I just don't, I just can't even imagine Cyrodiil fixed. I don't know if I remember ever playing in Cyrodiil when it was fixed, but I wanted to kind of get like some, some, some deets. Give me some details. Like, have you, you've been in Cyrodiil, you've done combat, you've been in there, you've been yes. in a Zerg fight. Yes. And it worked. You were, you were doing abilities. You were bar swapping. You were healing while Dude. doing damage. I was I was even animation canceling, if you can believe that. I just my mind's blown. <laughs> my mind is blown. Uh, Animations seemed like nice and fluid. Yeah, I mean, like I I was saying earlier, I was in a Zerg fight with probably I would estimate fifty players or more. That's and, crazy. You know, like I keep saying, I don't want to give the impression that it's flawless. It's not flawless. Sure. You know, you run into some hiccups, but I feel like with like a fifty player Zerg fight. You're, there's going to be some hiccups, you know. Absolutely. But it's uh, it is playable, and you can you can roll dodge, you can bar swap, cancel you, your abilities, fire your light attack, weaves. It 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 works. I mean, plain I mean, that's, and simple, it works. That's just the dream, right there. Is is an actual Zerg fight where everybody's actually fighting and actually like, man, I'm I'm just so pumped to test that out and see an actual Zerg fight where people are actually casting different abilities and. You know, I feel like that you can actually get some momentum from, you know, from different sides of the fight. Like, there's so much more strategy to it when there's actual gameplay in the in the Zerg fight. Yeah, I know people always complain about Zergs and stuff, but I like Zerg fights. I really yeah. do. I the, what I like to do is um, Zerg surfing, which what I, I think of Zerg surfing as like. You're not actually up in the middle of like the big ball of people that are just dogpiling on each other. You're kind of on the outer perimeter picking off like smaller skirmishes on like the periphery of the big fight. You know, that's kind of how I like. I'm just I'm following the Zerg kind of from afar and picking off little fights here and there. I like to do that. Like you said, I know people like to complain about Zergs and things like that, but it really is. I mean, it's one of the things that makes this game so cool is that it, it's it's an actual pvp war going on like when you come up on two zergs going at it and over a keep or something like that and you just look at a distance i mean there's siege flying everywhere and there's people fighting and dying and jumping off tower i mean it's it's pretty awesome to to just see the fight i mean it's it takes a while and sometimes they're a grind and things like that but it, you know some of the best serial stories we have are from massive zergs just running right into each other and these crazy fights that ensue and momentum you know going back and forth and things like that so yeah um, and it's fun and it makes the horse simulator uh you know uh element a lot more bearable because it's going to be worth it you know you might have a, yeah. a long horse ride but you're going to get there and there's going to be some fun action your abilities are going to work you're going to be able to get in there and you're not going to have to ride as far because because performance is so much better so many more players are are in there now like the like Cyrodiil is pop locked a lot of the time these days so there's there's a lot more action to be found uh, and then when you get there you can actually enjoy it because things are working more or less it's just that's wild i i don't mean to say i don't believe you but i'm just going to have to see this to believe it i'm so but i am so excited like uh, we'll have to um, get a goon squad going, like get oh, a few yeah. people together, jump into Cyrodiil, get like a little like six player squad, little Heck small yeah. group and see what we can get into. Take a keep, throw the throw the goon's name up there. Mm -hmm. Got to mm -hmm. make it happen. So this is kind of a follow up to that question. But you had mentioned, you know, Fang Rush is back, Christopher ESO. Like, do you know, like, can you like, do you know off the top of your head some of the other big time major players that have come back? 
Um, not that I, I mean, I really don't keep up with a lot of content creators, to be honest. Those are just two that I do, and I've, I've seen that they've come back. Um, I have seen a lot of names that aren't necessarily, you know, streamers or YouTubers, but they're just very good players that are well-known amongst the PvP community, you know what I mean? Like, just people just know that they're very good players, and I've seen a lot of those names come back. That's I don't awesome. want to... I don't want to say their names sure, on the yeah, podcast, yeah. but... Uh... All right. So I got, my, I got my final question for you. Okay. So kind of what I was saying earlier, like there's not... This is kind of a unique expansion and there's really not a bunch of huge changes happening. Mm-hmm. Um, the meta is probably, we can assume, is going to be pretty much the same except for Oakensole kind of diving in. But my question to you is, is that are you are you just going status quo with your builds or do you do you have certain characters that you know that you're going to adjust the builds or change the builds around? Basically, I'm going through all of my stamina characters and putting Wretched Vitality on them. <laughs> that, that's not this expansion. <laughs> yeah. No, there's nothing. I don't think there's anything specific to this update that is changing anything about my build plans. You know, it, it, it's all from the last update when yeah. all the hybridization was implemented. That's... I'm kind of still operating on that. Old Betsy and Wretched Vitality is all you need in ESO. That's all you need. Honestly, seriously, man. Betsy, my Stamplar with with Wretched Vitality is perfection. It is a perfect build. I love it. (laughs) And my my Bowcrow, too, uh, is not too far behind. He's actually a a very similar... kind of uh, toolkit that he has. You know, he's using Wretched Vitality as well. And... He's basically kind of like a ranged version of my Stamplar, right? Like he has a similar kind of like contribution to the team, a similar kind of healing toolkit. Uh, does a similar amount of damage, but it's just uh, long range instead of melee. That's pretty great. It worked out well last night. It was a it was a good uh, it was a fun match for sure. Yeah, I'm excited to be back. I mean, that's those, I'm so, those we're excited questions. to have you back. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. to be back. Have internet again. It's nice. Well, I've been fully back into ESO. There for a while, you know, I was all about Elden Ring. There's about two solid months where all I could play was Elden Ring. And I still think that that is one of the best games ever made. So, so good. But my my appetite has been sated, more or less. You know, I think I'm pretty much done. I'll probably continue to dip in and out here and there. But I'm all the way back into ESO now. I've been playing Battleground after Battleground. I've made three build videos so far that I've put up on YouTube over the last few weeks. Um, If that says anything about, you know, just kind of how much I've been back into it. I've been kind of dusting off a bunch of my old uh, characters, just trying to see how things are feeling, who I'm kind of vibing with uh, right now. I've played with my Magblade, my MagDK, my Magden, my Magcrow, Stamcrow, is the one I've kind of landed on lately that I've I've really been all about. And I've already made his video. I've posted it and everything, but I'm still just like, I just want to keep playing with this dude. You know, like, <laughs> uh, it's just been a lot of fun. So I'll talk about him for a little bit here. Bobby Bobango is his name. He's my Bowcrow. Great name. Um, his build is uh, Witch Knight's Defiance as a front bar set with a sharpened bow. Wretched Vitality on the back bar with a great sword. Three pieces agility on the jewelry and the Sithis helm. It's three divines, four well-fitted. The jewelry is one infused with a stamina recovery glyph and two swift with a with weapon damage glyphs on both of those. He's a wood elf. He's using the warrior Mundus, sugar skulls, tri-stat potions, 
Um, so basically that's the build. If you want more details, uh, watch the build video on YouTube. A little side note, speaking of build videos, I kind of wanted to talk about this for a second. I, just, I, I would like to get some people's input on this because I've, I've had this thing I've been doing with build videos lately where I'm trying to make them as short as they possibly can be while still giving all the information that you need to make the build and to understand how to play it and everything. So like this this video I made for my bow crow here, it is four minutes, two seconds long. <laughs> it's a four minute long build New record. video. New cat record. That's got to be the shortest build video ever made, right? Like, I don't know. I've never seen, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a build video shorter than 20 minutes. <laughs> you there's there's going to be a day years down the road when it's going to be a kit. 90 second build video. <laughs> Bocro in 90 seconds. <laughs> I think, I think like five minutes is a good goal. Like, I mean, this one is shorter than that four minutes, but I think, uh, I think my idea is I'm going to be shooting for like five minutes or less for, for build videos while not skimping on anything. Like all the information is there, you know, everything you need to know to put that build together. I, I have some information about like, a defensive uh, considerations that you need to keep in mind. Uh, I, I give a demonstration of the offensive combo. Anything that's just important to understand how the build works, it's all in there, you know, but it's just nothing else. All the fat is cut out and it's just, here's the information. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> you know, because that's the kind of videos I want to see, right? When I, like, when I go to YouTube and look for a Magic and Nightblade build or whatever, I don't want to have to scrub through 10 minutes of like, you know, well, I found I first discovered this set when <laughs> yada yada yada, and all these different explanations and all the different possibilities of different things. I just want to know, like, what is the build? You Tells know? you where in the game to find it instead of you know just looking up where yeah, you're, you're, you can you're just gonna Google look that, that up stuff. <laughs> yeah, basically that is kind of my rule. Anything that the person can just Google, I'm not going to bother talking about that. You know. Anyway, I would like to hear feedback from people. Do you think it's a good thing to have like such a short, condensed version of a build video? Or would you like to see more details and more explanations about things? Um, I would like to hear feedback on that because I'm kind of ma I'm making a video based on the kinds of videos I myself would, would be interested in, but maybe not everyone feels that way. So give me some feedback. Scrollinpodcast at gmail.com or catsparrowhawk at gmail.com or just comment on one of the videos. I'll get it one way or another. Uh, I do want to hear what people have to say about that. But um, Bocro, man, you got to make a Bocro. Guys, go ahead and make one. It's Good awesome. times. Good times with the Bocros. Another thing I just wanted to mention really quick, I've noticed that the, that feature that we got a while back where when you purchase something from a guild trader, it shows up in your mail right away, except not really. <laughs> um, it actually does show up right away now. Like I've noticed lately, I'm not sure exactly when it happened, but now like... 10 for 10. Every single time you buy something from a guild trader, in my experience so far, it does show up immediately. And it's right This there. is going to be another thing that I have to see to believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, that's just something I wanted to mention there. So we're getting close to the end here. I wanted to make a couple of small announcements here. Um, one is the podcast. I'm going to start putting it back up on YouTube again. Uh, I used to do that a while back and then I stopped, but uh uh, it's going to start showing up on there again. So if that's your preferred listening platform, uh, you're a weirdo, but uh, <laughs> that will be an option. It uh, <laughs> uh, sounds like your goons uh, recruitment. <laughs> <laughs> 
They'll be out there. Uh, I'm going to continue to make and build videos. Um, and I think I'm going to try to try my hand at some other kind of videos, ESO related videos. But uh, I'm open to ideas for uh, that people might have, the kinds of videos they might like to see. I think I'm going to try my hand at maybe doing some. Uh, some like battlegrounds commentary videos. I'm not going to be as good nice. as Christopher at PVP commentary, but I, I've kind of been in my mind, sort of working on some ideas of like what would be my version of a of a commentary video. I, I'm not going to try to do it the way Christopher does or the way someone else does. You know, I kind of have my own methods and my own things and ways I would do it and. I think that's something I might try, specifically Battlegrounds. You know, Christopher and other people, they're very Cyrodiil-focused, and I, I feel like having some some commentary, some some thought processes as it, as it relates specifically to Battlegrounds and small team play and that kind of stuff could be valuable. That's an idea I had. I also had an idea of, like, a, this is something I've actually been kicking around for a long time, and I really want to try to make this happen, but I want to do spotlights on players like Uncle Sam, for example, who is an incredibly good player, very well known amongst the PvP community, but he's not a content creator. You know, people at large, you know, they don't know who Sam is unless they're in the PvP community already. So it'd be cool to kind of shine a spotlight on this, like this amazing unsung hero, one of the best players I know. Here's their build. Here's kind of some tips from them. Um, basically make a build video the way I make my own build videos, but it's this person's build and then it's their gameplay demonstrations that you're seeing and that kind of stuff. It's a cool idea. Yeah. And there's a few other players I'd like to hit up and kind of just showcase them and, and their talents. People need to see, people need to see these amazing players. Anyway, that's, that's kind of my idea. Who knows? That may not even end up happening. It's just something I want to try. And definitely some, you'll, you'll have some videos with uh, home design and, and furnishings as well as a campaign oh, yeah. quest and leveling. That'll be the stream. If I if I do streaming, it'll be housing streaming, housing and fashion for the stream. Uh, but yeah, I would uh, scroll in podcast at gmail.com. I'm definitely open to any suggestions for types of videos that you think would be cool to see. Maybe stuff that um, you're not seeing a lot of from from other uh, video creators or, or whatever. Uh, scroll in podcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. Also. Send us an email at scrollingpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any suggestions for the show, things you'd like to hear us talk about, or if you just want to hear us say hello, you want to say, Davius, welcome back. Congratulations on your perfect life. Uh, we're totally not jealous at all. Not even a little. Uh, <laughs> um, podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We also have a guild on PCNA. We are called Stoons Goons best named guild on the server and it is also the official guild of the scroll and podcast if you'd like to be a member of stoons goons hit us up scroll and podcast at gmail.com if your guild roster is full that's okay we can get you on the discord send us an email and i'll send you a discord invite that's really that's the real home of the guild i was just gonna say we're rapidly growing new member as we got a new member yesterday just, we got a new member yesterday guys rapidly it's rapid growth as well, charts. like a 15% increase to our <laughs> total <laughs> numbers. We're seeing a 50% rise oh, in day-over-day day growth. Shout out to Dr. Professor for adding oh, two new goons. Dr. Professor, just rec- I mean, just head recruiter. <laughs> but the point is, 
the the discord is the real home of the goons if you're in the discord you're a member of the guild as far as i'm concerned uh but if you want to be in the guild in game as well hey let's do it let's make it happen crimson we have had a guild since before i knew you we've always had a guild it's called if you didn't catch it it's called stoons goons uh, <laughs> yeah, we we plug it every single episode, so I know you listen all the time. Obviously, <laughs> your plugs, some of your plugs are not great, so maybe there is yeah. some confusion. Well, I'll level with you, Crimson. The the guild in game, in game, it doesn't oh, seem all it. that don't active. No, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just being honest. It's not. It doesn't really like the chat and stuff. Isn't all that active in game? All the communication and the organizing and all that stuff it really all happens in the discord whether you're in the like you know if we're trying to get together and group up and do something in discord i'm not running to check the guild roster first to make sure you're in there you know what i mean like so stoons goons scrolling podcast at gmail.com davis what else you got anything else i think that's it we're gonna call it right there guys thank you very much for listening it's good to be back we'll see you next time